Bob and I was 100% God. So we, we broke the whole thing down, right? From the moment we met in 2011, we remained, we talked all the time and it was a mentor-mentee relationship up until he took his last, you know, physical, physical breath. So, I mean, I've learned, I learned so much um, from Bob over the years. And now it's just such a, uh, it's such a gift to be able to carry, just carry it, carry on this, uh, I don't want to call bloodline, but carry on this knowledge and information. Just go help people. I mean, you get to a point, God willing, everybody listening to this, you're going to, you're going to get your car, you're going to get the house and you're going to do your trips and you're, you're going to wake up one morning, maybe in Italy, maybe somewhere else. And you're going to think to yourself, the number one thing that brings me joy and happiness outside of my, you know, wife, kids is positively impacting people. In a world where there's so much noise and information, one podcast is on a mission to cut the fluff and get strategic. A place where you receive the latest tips to expanding your leadership, optimizing your business, and ways to become a truly peak performance human. Now, get ready as your host, Jake Havron, is here to help you live the strategic life. Welcome to the Strategic Life podcast here where this is gonna be a very, very special interview today. It's actually uh, marks the very first interview with a guest and not just with a guest, but in person, as you'll see here in a second. And uh, really excited to be with this guest here. This guest has traveled literally 75 countries all over the world, doing business, giving motivation, speaking mindset. He's done over $2 billion in sales through his organization. And if I would just stop there, you would be pretty impressed. But there's so much more that is behind this man and what he does and it's his faith and it's his belief and the way that he just nonstop works to serve others. And we're going to dive into that today. So without further ado, I would love to introduce to you our dear guest here, Mr. Alex Morton. Glad to have you here. Excited to be here and uh, ready to help some people hopefully change their lives. Hopefully that's, I mean, that's kind of the mission every single time. Well, let, let's just dive right into it. You know, we'll get into the story of who you are and what you've done. There's yeah. going to be people that, you know, know who you are, but there are also going to be people that, uh, it's first time, but 2 billion in sales. Yeah. I mean, over, over 10 years though, over 10, 10 years, Okay, but it's okay. still pretty good, I guess. Just even having the word billion behind that, like, is that, has that been something you could have even imagined at one point? Like, High school, middle school, growing up, even in college, like, I guess you went to college too, I right? I did, yeah. Arizona State, four years, Sun Devils, you know, okay. graduated. A lot of people think I dropped out, but I uh, I did graduate. My mom's like, if you don't graduate, I'm going to slice your throat. So I did get that degree. Okay. And then so from there, what what got you into to business or how did you get to this point today? With Yeah, I mean... I tell everybody it started very early on uh, for me. You know, I grew up, you know, middle class, upper middle class family. My parents mm -hmm. owned a uh, insurance, you know, organization, did very well, or at least very well with my paradigm um, back then. Mm -hmm. But I was always interested in in business. You know, my dad always had like 
uh, Robert Kiyosaki books laying around. My mom briefly worked for Tony Robbins. Oh, did she? Yeah. For, uh, where, she where, where she sold, she? I think, seminar seminar tickets and programs and stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah. So yeah, no one really knows that, but yeah, in Houston, Texas. Oh my gosh. So I was like, I kind of grew up with this like business, you know, you can be anybody you want to be. Um, so at a very young age, I was just really interested in uh, owning your own business. This whole thing about, you know, entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. watching my parents run a business and help a lot of other people, um, you know, elevate their lives in the insurance space. Yeah. So at a young age, I was like, this business thing is, is, I was very curious about it. So you were exposed to a lot of this when you were growing up? Like, yeah. like how was like the, uh, the life at home on average? Yeah. So I was born in, um, you know, Houston, Texas. My mom was a manager for a company called Visible Changes, which is like a bunch of hair salons. So okay. her mentors, uh, you know, multi, multi deca, probably a hundred million plus wow. now. Yeah, yeah. And my dad was, you know, just trying to, you know, figure different things out, whether it was real estate, a short stint in actually network marketing called uh, OxyFresh. It was like mouth spray. That, that like, was, that was a network marketing company. Yeah. OxyFresh, <laughs> like Listerine, something okay, like okay. that. And then, um, seeing that at a very, very young age. And then when we got to Ohio, it was like, you know, quote, balls to the wall, you know, insurance. So yeah. I tell people at a young age, I saw, you know, work ethic, you know, watching my parents work really seven days a week for, I think it was like 13 or 14 years. Cause I was in Ohio from third grade to when I graduated mm. actually high school. And I, I mean, literally Monday through, through Sunday, every day, even on Sundays, they would drop my sister and I off at Sunday school and they would go to the office from like nine to noon and just bust it man so at a very mm. young age i saw like hard work and normal that's what it was like normal and hard work that's what it was like to me it was normal to just put in the hours and grind and hustle mm -hmm. um to get the job done so i was exposed to a lot of good wow. stuff which, which, you, which you don't hear too often like because even yeah. for example me like i had a good upbringing i wasn't like spoiled or anything but like i wasn't exposed to personal development um, which is that kind of balance of, okay, I wasn't in the slums trying to figure out how food is getting on the table, right. but I wasn't in the point where I'm hearing Tony Robbins playing in the background. Yeah. So just my, my question for you is, you know, cause we have parents listening right now and I do talk a lot on this podcast about like exposing and not forcing people Yeah. and especially your kids. What were some things that you noticed that your parents did that maybe you could give as in, you know, reference to parents listening that really, you know, yeah. exposed you and not forced you to that. Yeah. Well, one of the things was, I don't think kids want to do what mom and dad do. So like mm. there was a conversation at one point, uh, cause at 18, you can go get your insurance license. And mm. I remember sitting at the dinner table, uh, dining room table and my parents like, well, we have this, you know, profitable organization. And if you want, you can get your license and, you know, start on your daddy and then take it over one day, like the yeah, Alex yeah. Morton <laughs> insurance agency. And I remember just like, it's the last thing I want to do is be like in my parents, you know, shadow. So I think it would be wrong to just force feed, like you said, force feed mm -hmm. Tony Robbins, Earl Nightingale, Bob Proctor, but more so maybe have it on in the background, mm -hmm. you know, put some Jim Rohn on, mm -hmm. you know, in the kitchen. You know, one of the things that helped, I guess, get me into that world was, you know, awaken the giant within, mm. unleash the power within, whatever it is, right? These Tony Robbins books, they were like on 
like the table like this. Yeah. So we'd be sitting there like, you know, watching American Idol as a family, uh, very close family, you know, best family ever, you know, all that great stuff. And I would see like, huh, what's Tony, who's Tony Robbins? Why is his book so thick? What's personal power audio tapes? Like I'm getting flashbacks now. We had a basement. I remember going to the basement, curious, again, curious, and like dusty old, like the little like tape cassettes. Personal power, number one, number two, number three. And I remember like being in third, fourth grade, like sticking it in this Sony you did. boom box and yeah. just like this man's talking. And for some reason, I was just drawn to it. So I think parents need to just be get, get more creative yeah. with it rather than making it like school and just, you know, shoving it down your kids' yeah. throats. Go back to that. I like that. Yeah. Go back to that memory right there. So you put it in the boom box. You heard Tony speak and... uh I mean, was that the only time that you you listened to it, or did you did you put it back in the boombox and listen more, or what was? What I happened? must have. Um, I, I was listening to that, right? And then um, I remember getting not thinking grow rich. I got rich dad poor dad, probably around fifth grade. Yeah, it was like a purple, yellow, and you know the white and black book. Robert Kiyosaki's face is on the back cover, and it's like rich dad poor dad. My dad's like, you should read that to learn about you know how to really live a great life, not mm-hmm. just the stuff they're going to teach you in school. Nothing's wrong with having jobs, but my mm-hmm. my dad and my mom always said in life, if you want to really have some you know nice things in your life and be able to travel and do and do amazing things, you need to make you need to make money. And one of the best ways to make you know a substantial amount of money is owning your own business. Mm-hmm. So it was rich dad, poor dad, um, funny enough, Donald Trump, one of his books, okay. Think Big and Kick Ass. Really? Literally is the title. Yeah. So like I got a hold of this stuff and it's a funny story. I was in um, chemistry class in high school and I literally used to put Think Big and Kick Ass. I would put it inside of my science textbook. Like you, you would write that? No, I, I brought the book into oh, class. You, oh, you brought, oh. So the teacher saw the chemistry <laughs> book. True story. The chemistry book and then inside I'm reading about real estate deals and stuff. So even though I wasn't make obviously not making any money at 15, 16 years old, I, I started building this like obsessiveness yeah. about just, I think it goes to just winning. Like I was just like, I want to win. I don't even know what I want to win in. But I, yeah. as a young kid, I was like, you know, obviously the Michael Jordans and the Kobe Bryants, obviously I'm not going to go play in the NBA, but I want to feel like victory. Mm. And then it, you know, later in life, it was business that allowed me that, you know, entrance into something where I could I could win. Are you a uh, only child? Little sister. Yeah, little sister. Yep, Maddie. She's 20, 28 now, which is yeah. crazy. And you just dated yourself a little bit there. Yeah, it's okay though. <laughs> why why do you think um like, you know, and this this is a beautiful thing is at the time you never really understand why it happens, but you're a smart man now, you understand. And we're going to go deep into, you know, your learnings from Bob Proctor and reverse engineering things. Yeah. But I'm sure you reverse engineered your your winning factor of why you were like that. Why was that? Like why why were you just naturally like that? I mean, one of my earliest memories of like my parents' insurance agency stuff was they did all these like company trips. Mm-hmm. So I remember them taking like Maddie and I to Cancun or Cabo or Vegas, and these different agents would like be excited to come like meet like Ale- uh, Mark and Sandy's like. 13 year old, 14 year old mm. son. Mm-hmm. And people were telling me like how great my parents were. And I didn't understand like, you know, your dad, like, I remember this family, his name was Rob Dunn, real name, real person. Yeah, yeah. I think he made like a million bucks Shout a year. Shout out to Rob Dunn, there by the way. 
like a million bucks a year or so with my parents. I remember his face was just so like, man, your dad changed my life. So I was like hearing this like change my life mantra thing at a young age. So I was like, that's pretty cool. So like we're in Mexico at this nice hotel mm -hmm. and people are saying like my parents changed their lives. Right. So like, and I started to associate like helping people, serving others, mm. winning money at a, um, at a young age. I wasn't interested in insurance, but I started to really get again curious about different businesses, endeavors, sectors of the marketplace. Like what can I go do to build my own name. And one of the things that is still very important to me today, I don't want to say pride because they always say like before the downfall was like massive amounts of pride. Right. But very prideful in like being like a couple generations after the Holocaust survivors mm -hmm. on my dad's side and then my mom's side, the Armenian genocide. So as a kid, this is a whole other conversation, yeah, but yeah. as a kid, it was like drilled into our brains you know, you come from a long line of survivors mm. and your great grandparents mm -hmm. had to cross a river and the, you know, the Turkish soldiers came in with a bayonet and stabbed, you know, their brothers and sisters in front of them. And you're here because they survived. So you got to make it happen. So was that more of like a, a positive thing that like these people, were they trying to make you feel better and like say, go for this? Or were they trying to make you feel bad? No, the, it was all positive. It was all positive. It was more, it was like a creative way to motivate, inspire. A lot of that came from my mom. Okay. Like whenever I would complain about, oh, math's too hard or yeah. the teacher wants me to come in early, she would be like, you know, stop complaining. Your great grandma walked across a river with two, true story, two, two, two sons. And she knew she couldn't cross the river with both children. So she took my great grandfather, I think, uh -huh. great grandfather across the river. She had to leave the other baby on the riverbank because they would all just drown. So like I hear that as a young, I'm, I'm like, I'm 12. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know Jeez. what I mean? So that stuff, I still channel that yeah. today. What do you mean you channel it? Like, um, and, and, I, and I ask these questions and, and for you guys listening in because Alex is literally like, part of his mantra, part of his company is called Breaking the Code. Yeah. And we're going to get into your, your, your talks with Bob Proctor, but Alex is very, very intentional, very good with, with what he does. And, and we're on the strategic life podcast. So I yeah. want to hear what this means. So when you say I channel that, like, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I mean, I always keep it real, open, honest people that, you know, in my, in my space, it's like, I've got like raving fans that love and adore me. And then I've got people that probably completely hate my guts. Cause mm -hmm. I, I, I go full tilt, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like Eric, our mutual friend, Eric, yeah, yeah. He, very early on in my career, he told me this. He said, you're going to ruffle a lot of feathers because your message is so, mm. before 10X was even here, 10 you know, all in, go for it, da, da, da. And a lot of people, they, you make people look bad with your work mm -hmm. ethic, but I didn't care. And it served me, you know, amazing things have happened because of that mentality and mantra and all that. But when I say channel, like even today, like before I got here, like I had to go do cardio, didn't want to go do it. And I'm, I'm a freak, man. Like I'll, I'll go in the gym and I will literally like create invisible, this is going to sound no, invisible don't, don't. enemies that don't even exist. And I'm like doing my cardio, I'm like manifesting this European tour that we have coming on. And I'm like, I go the extra mile and I, I push myself even further because I'm like, 
battling somebody in my mind, but that somebody doesn't even exist. Well, but go ahead. it's my past self or current self. I'm like trying to destroy who I was to get better and become more aware and keep going to that's the next the level. That's the invisible of person? myself. Yeah. So okay. I'm like, chan so like I'll tap into Holocaust survivor, Armenian genocide survivor, you know, in 2014, when something happened business-wise and I was getting tweets, you know, I never forget the one tweet that just shook my whole world was, I hope you and your family die in a car crash. You know what I mean? So I channel and I, and I teach people don't relive past trauma. Like you want to think about the compelling future. But for me as an individual, the way I'm wired, I mean, I think about some of these, these, these things and it allows me to break through wow. and go harder. I've never said wow. that on a podcast before, but you got to hear first. Truth. That's, that was a lot. So yeah. I want yeah. I don't, before we go somewhere else, I want to break that down further because I love this. So, okay. Going back to you make these invisible, invisible people, which you said is, is your old self. Is that correct? Yeah, it can be, it can be like things I'm creating in my own mind, or it can be these moments that people counter me out. My business professor at uh, ASU said, uh -huh. you need, he literally go, Dr. Filer, real name. You need to go into something where you can make a, a living with your hands because you, son, I'm 18, don't understand the basic fundamentals of the economic system. And I, I'm thinking like, and that's when I was 18. So I was getting my real estate license. Yeah. So I, in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Go to hell anyway. Yeah. But I like channel some of this stuff and it, and it pushes me because I'm at a place now where, you know, thank God, by the grace of God, very financially free, my wife and I. Yeah. So sometimes I find, I got to find more triggers to just keep pushing me. So you get very visual with it, like in the sense of, so let's go back to your cardio session because there's going to be people in here that can literally <laughs> use this today, um, yeah, tomorrow, great. workouts. I'm sure it's, it's business-wise um, as well. But strategically, you are just when you're, when you're running on the cardio, are you just like visualizing these things or how does that work? I literally think I leave – I don't leave my body, but I go completely somewhere else. Okay. So I'm like listening to either music or personal development. Um, and recently I've been like going so into like Conor McGregor, like highlight reels or LeBron or Muhammad Ali, old videos of Muhammad yeah. Ali, like just screaming at the camera. I just get so jacked. Um, but I will go like, for instance, I can be there like on the elliptical or on the treadmill and I will put myself back into, let's just say 20, what was it? 2015 where a man I once looked up to and taught me a lot of things on a conference call with 4,700 people because freeconferencecall.net back in the day, I could, I could see how many people were on the call. Wow. So I remember clicking star five just to hear it. And he literally says, don't worry, little, quote, little Alex Morton got lucky in our company. He is who he is because of our company and our family. And he will probably fizzle out of the industry within the next six to 12 months. So I will, I will rehear, I can hear his oh, voice right now. And yeah. I wish nothing bad or I wish everybody mm -hmm. great, great and good and all that. But I use these things today at 32, things that happened to me at 20, at 24, I use stuff then to keep me just on the ball. Yeah. Cause I know what separates me from 
a lot of other people, everybody else is my, is this the work ethic, man? Like, yeah. I know I'm not the best speaker, closer, prospector, best looking guy in the world, da, 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 but why are my results here, you know, before I was 30 and now at 32 than anybody else? I think ever in, in the profession's uh, history, very humbly and respectfully, is because I've just always pushed the limit. So I, I want to stay wow. in that mental space. Would you say what you just do right there with the channeling? Is that the main thing that drives your work ethic or is there something else? The compelling future drives compelling me more future. than yeah. the past. I use that stuff, that crap, just to like keep going. But I tell everybody, like I'm going to leave here and go do this this mastermind thing. And yeah. I tell people, you know, everyone, I believe people should have a hero or a heroes. And it can be somebody you look up to, you're inspired to be like, like a Bob Proctor for me, right? But the other hero should, in my opinion, should be you mm. in the future. Mm. So I'm driven by Alex Morton at 35, the the father, you know, the husband, the son. I'm driven by like that, like my potential. I'm always like chasing yeah. my potential. Um, and when you're around people for the last, you know, basically my whole career, except for one year, it was full-time and then outlandishly insane amounts of income. And when somebody listens, like if you're around people always telling you how great and special and amazing you are, a lot of people take that stuff to heart. They read all their, they read their own, you know, newspaper clippings mm -hmm. and then they, they fall off the, they fall off the horse. So my dad always told me, don't let what people, people tell you all this stuff, they blow you up, but always stay humble and focused. And that's helped me tremendously throughout this whole process so good and you embody that the humble the humbleness just obviously the focus everyone sees that but you've evolved into that sense you've evolved i, I know you talk about you haven't always been humble you it just right. says you know what like before you get the speck out of someone else's eye like get the get the plank out of your own and, yeah. and that's that's the truth for so many people and especially social media nowadays we're quick yeah. to judge but we don't look at ourselves um god there was just so much that you just shared there before before we move into where I want to go here, I just want to really, really clarify for like people listening, like that invisible enemy thing is so powerful. And I would probably I would probably think that's what helps you with your drive outside of that compelling future. Like that is so cool because you could just be jogging, but now you're creating that fire within you. And and the beautiful thing you share too is it's it's not it's not having disdain or even if it's someone that you really despise, it's not hate towards them. It's just literally you are finding your own influential things to get you going, right? right? You could do this without having to hate someone. Correct. And, and if you do hate someone, then, then obviously that's a whole nother issue, which speaks a lot on who you are today. Right. But I think that's amazing. Let's talk about the compelling future though, because listeners here and, and people tuning in, we understand about visions and, and goal setting. And yep. we're not going to go into the one-on-one on that. But I would love to hear, how do you currently still create compelling futures? Like, like, what does that tactically look like? Are you still every three months writing down goals? Are you do you have a vision board you update? Do you like, how does that actually look in your life? Oh, man, um, lots of goals, lots of written down goals. Um, back in the day, I used a lot of vision boards, you know, okay. before like the Rolls Royce Wraith or living at Porsche condo in Miami yeah. or experiencing a $50 million private jet experience, um, 
or some of these different why well, like watches so some of these different watches it yeah, was a lot of <laughs> you know a lot of that stuff like the background of my cell phone but now i mean we we have like we, we have a lot of the th- like the, the material stuff that we wanted you know we have that we're building this home that's going to be our biggest like yeah. expenditure i guess financially yeah which is going to take a couple years to build out here which is going to be awesome but this whole idea of you know the future the vision the, the, this compelling idea i just a lot of it's mental for me i just always i'm always thinking about where i'm going i just mm. i don't know where I picked it up, obviously Bob taught me a lot of different things, mm-hmm. like to focus on where you want to go, begin with the end in mind, right? But I just, I, I, I see myself, I, I can see myself physically right now, the way I want to look like, appear, mm-hmm. um, the the net worth, the, the, the marriage, you know, that's my like number one thing. Yeah. And I tell people that and I'm like, listen, man, like it is what it is. Like nothing comes before my wife. Like, and that's just the way I'm wired program. My parents have been married for 40 years. My grandparents were married for 60 years. Um, not to use profanity, but I just don't give a- anything. Nothing's <laughs> nothing's coming before, you know, her. And a lot of people hear that like, man, I don't think you would ever say that because you've been so crazy business, but yeah. I've evolved. Yeah. And I have good, um, I got good examples, you know, not just my parents, but like obviously Grant, uh, you know, good close relationship. We've done a lot of stuff together, but I just, I, I love that guy because it's 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 family. Like yeah. He puts family. He spends so much time with his girls and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. So I feel like I forgot your question, but that's when you get that's the good right. stuff out. Yeah. I just it's I just see future. compelling future where everything about my life. I, I I see what I desire. So you're like daily, just it's just constantly. You're just always in the. The going towards mindset instead of running away from mindset right. more. It's that. And then it's also, you know, writing it down. And one of the things that I use is I'm so happy and grateful now that I yeah. am. And I put a goal. I, I love this. So this, I actually, so I learned that from you. And I also, it got solidified uh, when I read Gay Hendrick's book, The Big Leap. And he, he calls it the um, ultimate success mantra or something like that. Yeah, okay. But very similar words. But I remember hearing you speaking on stage at GoPro okay. and saying that. And that really stuck with me. So share that again for, for people to tactically use this because yeah. words matter. Oh, right? 100%. Yeah, words words create and we know that. And the yeah. problem is with a lot of people is like the people I coach and work with, I want to make twenty five grand a month. But when you say I want to make, well, your want to means always in the future. So you're mm. always going to be wanting to make 25 grand a month. Mm-hmm. So Bob, at a, you know, 21 years old said, write it down in the present tense. And mm-hmm. I said, what do you mean? He said, I am. And this goes in, this goes deeper into like faith and God. I believe I am is associated with God in a very strong mm-hmm. way, somehow, some way. But what Bob taught me is he said, anything you say after I am, it's done. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> at 21 years old, I'm in, I'm in my first company. I'm making, I met Bob at $400 a month. He's telling me this in North Carolina. I don't even know who this guy is. You know, we meet at a water fountain. He comes up to me. He like floats, you know, over to me. He's got white hair and I'm like, <laughs> you know, he's floating cause he's like half, you know, magical creation. <laughs> We're talking about Bob Proctor, by the way. I think <laughs> everyone knows Mr. Proctor over yeah, here. And, says, you know, you're, you can, you can go really far in this business. And I was like, okay, thanks, man. He's no, really, if you focus, there's something in you, you can really do, you Did can go Did he know far. anything about you before that? 
he may have known a little bit about me, but he was like the guest keynote speaker there. Oh, okay. Because his wife was in the company. Okay. That's how this whole thing kind of. That's that's how that Bob was the Proctor connection. And connection. Okay. So we built this like friendship, and then it got to the point where, come to if you come to Canada and do some meetings for my wife, because all the young people in the first company, I became mm-hmm. like their their person, right? Mm-hmm. So my wife's got a young team in Canada. Come up here, and I'll coach you for free. I'm like, dude, I'm on the next plane, right? So thank God for Linda Proctor, what well, maybe yeah. maybe watching this, right? Yeah. You know, that whole thing allowed me to get really close to Bob. Wow. Um, so when he told you that and he said come up to Canada, what was the actual time span in between? Like how fast did I you I went get to there? his Matrix event very fast. I don't know if it might have been it might have been maybe six weeks. Wow. He said next event, this is it. Okay. And that's why I started to write Dorm Room to Millionaire. Um I literally started it at midnight on night two of the week event. He brought me in front of, it was like 50 people. It was like, it was a higher ticket. It was like Mm 15,000 a person, I think. And he brought me in front of the whole room and he said, I'm challenging you to write a book because I just made my first million dollars. And he said, write a book and tell people how you did it. And he made me come up in front of everybody and do like an affirmation. This was the very first event that you connected? At the event. Okay. So we met in North Carolina. I got to know him and then I saw him speak for the first time and I knew I knew nothing he was talking about. None of us did. You know, paradigm, subconscious. I'm thinking like, I just want to make a thousand bucks a month. Yeah. Right. But then I got into his YouTube and I'm like, oh, this something's like speaking to me, like very deeply, eerily thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we went up there and he made me affirm to everybody I'm gonna write my first book. But back to the I'm so happy and grateful now, he gave me a card and it had I'm so happy and grateful now, dot dot dot. And he said, whatever you write down will come to pass. And I've just been using that my whole my whole life. So I used it for my first million and then 10 and then 20 and then 50. You know what Jeez. I mean? Yeah. And even today, like I'm so happy and grateful now that I've helped a thousand people earn yeah. an extra 100 grand a year by December 31st, 2022. So I can say it's so much energy behind yes. it. Because every morning, every night, out loud, silently, right? I'm, I'm in prayer. I'm in gratitude. I'm confessing yeah. the things I want. And, and I... You know, I was telling people, you know, watch it, record this video and watch it. In five years, I'm going to have a Rolls Royce. I got a Rolls Royce. You know, this mansion, when I was making a hundred grand a year, I was talking about building a mansion in Vegas. And back then I couldn't even afford the dirt. Like I went to an open house with my mom, blue hair in a big house building company in Vegas. I'm like, mom, I want to go to this open house. She said, you know, the thing's $5.3 million. Why do you, I said, I just, I want to go to the house. I want to walk through it. I want to expose my belief system to something greater than wow. what I have. So I'm walking around in the kitchen. I literally jumped on the bed in the master bedroom. And I'm like, this is this is it. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down. And now, you know, our lane we're building the house on costs, you know, almost, it wasn't five million, but several, <laughs> multiple millions for the dirt. Yeah. And I tell people this because a lot of people say, you know what? I don't believe it. Spiritual stuff doesn't matter. I just want to close more sales. And I'm like, that's why you're not getting the results you want. Because the spiritual side, I'm so happy and grateful now that I am mm-hmm. healthy, wealthy, wise, whatever it is. You speak it. You you bring it into your physical Do you consider universe. that spiritual, just speaking those things out and being very intentional? Is that considered spiritual or is there a, de- uh, a step further that you're talking about? I consider it spiritual. Yeah. I do. Um, my belief is we're spiritual beings yeah. living in a physical body. 
uh, energy just is, it never rests. Everything's always vibrating at different levels. I mean, we've had doctors take microscopes and look at dead bodies mm -hmm. and they see movement. So this isn't like, you know, you know, hoopla. This is, this is science as well. Yeah. Right. Well, the science backs it up. And that's, that's the thing about just, just God. And just, you know, uh, you know, my faith is, uh, you know, I believe in Jesus and, and, and God and, and people are like, oh, the science is debunking. It's like, no, science is actually proving anymore. And that's a beautiful example on that. Uh, another example that I love is that, you know, when, when people like you, like we understand atoms and frequency and vibration right. and, and people think, oh, well, that, that, that just proves more of just like, you know, it's the universe alone. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like that could be a creation of a creator, right? right? Like if right. it's creation, then there has to be something that created it. And if we know that the big bang was a start, which is totally fine. It means that there has to be an end. So there has to be something that is outside of a start and an end. And it's just like so many different things. When you understand that, it only just, you know, assures you more of you being on the right path. Right. 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 So I, I love that. There's so many different examples. And gosh, we are just I, I freaking love all the different topics. Like like if you're not jotting down notes right now, if you're not like going to be replaying this. Uh, I mean, this is just value bombs. Good. So Good. I am so happy and grateful that I'm so I'm so happy and grateful now that I am. Now, now is a key word. I like that. Now that I am. Insert goal. Because when you say I am, you're you're saying I, right now. Yeah. Like when I was 21, when I would scream in my car driving around campus, I am a millionaire. I wasn't saying I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be no. I am a millionaire. Yeah. Spiritually, I am. But physically, it didn't show up yet. But mm. this mm. this beautiful condo began in the mind. Yeah. And then it showed up. So guess what? You becoming a $100,000 per year guy or, or, or lady yeah. has to start spiritually. And it starts before. vibrationally too. It's like even the words, like the word millionaire and the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions, that's still vibration even if that's not uh, – physically manifesting yet you have to start with that so even though you don't have the million bucks that's part of the process and that's i think where a lot of people get a lot of disconnect is they say well i'm not a millionaire and they get that imposter syndrome right i i do say this is that um i am i believe i am is the most powerful words when you get that voice in the back of your head that says you're not a millionaire. Like, you know, you ever get that where you say these things and it's, there's like that challenge or disbelief. Right. I, I, I tell people and, and maybe you've, you probably already do this too. As I say, change the words I am to I choose. I choose to be a millionaire. I choose to love life. Like if you're, if you're saying I am happy and grateful, but life is feeling terrible and you right. hear that, that voice right. saying, stop lying to yourself, say, right. I choose to be happy and grateful right now because the most beautiful thing, just as much as who you are as I am, is that we always have a choice. Correct. And in a moment, like you that. could choose. Yep. So even though you feel like crap right now, you could say, I choose to feel better because you, you're, that voice in the back of your head could say, yeah, I guess you could choose that so it won't argue with you. Right. So. Yeah, I like that. We, we always have we always have a choice and we know we can make we always have a, choice. a decision just like this. Yeah. Change everything. I'm going to go vegan. Okay, go vegan. I'm going to lose weight. I'm, okay. You know, yeah. everyone just talks, talks, talks. Just just go do it. You know, I love Nike because their slogan is the most simple thing in the world. Like people make success. People try. I don't know why people do this, but a lot of people try to make it so complicated. 
and complex. And mm-hmm. I study people in business and real estate in my profession, but I also love to study people that have achieved greatness in other things. I love listening to Kevin Hart mm-hmm. get interviewed mm-hmm. by Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. Conor McGregor, um, Denzel Washington has so much stuff. They they all they all talk about the same principles. Yeah. You know, the whole Jim Carrey story on Oprah where he says, you know, I wrote myself a $10 million yeah. check. And then for mask, I got 10 million for actor services rendered. You know, I'm thinking there's so much proof at this point. Like I get so animated and I'm like tired today because I've been doing something. But I, I, I start talking about this. I just get go run 10 miles because there's so much proof of what we try to teach people on. But there's still, for some reason, pushback. And it's like, man, you study the Kardashians, you study LeBron, Tom Brady, the late and great Kobe Bryant, Muhammad Ali, you name somebody massively successful, they will talk about visualizing. Drake mm-hmm. talks about visualizing. Yeah. Before Justin Bieber, I mean, I could sit here for four days. Like every person out there that's achieved this, they're all thinking, feeling, and operating differently than the masses. And that is something everybody watching this can also do and create whatever you want. So good. You know, a lot of people are feeling quote unquote overwhelmed. They're feeling the noise. There's a lot of push and pull. People maybe are visualizing. They are uh, doing that in some sense. What would your just applicable guidance be on like the visualization process where it's not just not the basics but like we want to hear granular you've learned from literally the best of the best at this bob proctor what is some little granular tips to be better at visualization uh whether it's when to do it how to do it uh what to think how to think just give some granular tips on that um you know one thing someone can sit in a peaceful place um you know, no cell phone, no Twitter, no Facebook, no Instagram. You can put on a little bit of light music if you want. I think there's actually some like form of 432 hertz. 432 is, uh, is 432 and 528 okay. are like so, the, the repair and right. deep Something healing. like that or yeah. Beethoven symphony. What's that word? Symphony. Symphony. Yeah, there you go. You. you don't have to be smart to make money. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I used to say that. Um, but sit in a quiet place and just, you know, think. And think about what you want and what you don't want. So the whole manifest, visualize. I mean, for me, what I've always done, I mean, since I was 18 getting involved in real estate to 32 now with the different things that, you know, I do professionally, right? Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking and I'm always thinking about the things I want. Because, you know, we have science and we have religion and they Mm -hmm. argue a lot and they fight a lot. But one of the one of the few things they, they agree on is we as human beings, most of the time, become what we think about. Mm. So the question then is, what are we thinking about? So a tactical, applicable uh, game plan for somebody listening to this is, number one, I would get some paper and okay. I would write down life as you would like it to be. This is what somebody told me to do at 21 years old. Mm. He said, what do you want? And I said, yeah, I want I want more money. He said, here's 10 bucks. There's more money. But it's not what you wanted, right? I said, no. He said, you need to be so mm. detailed. The universe responds like to clarity, right? Yeah. So number one, writing out life as you would like it to be. 
right? If, if, if you knew you couldn't fail, how big would you dream? All of that great stuff. Yeah. And then really building the, the, the image in your mind. You know, one of the things that I know for a fact was a big X factor for me was burning the image in my subconscious mind of exactly what I wanted. Mm. I mean, I, and even my wife today, I mean, I saw not her, but her in my mind. Like when I do settle, if I'm going to settle down, it is this or nothing else, ma'am. How'd you, how'd you burn it in your mind? Like, what are you thinking? So, so here we go. Our mind thinks in pictures. So all the listeners at home, you know, if I said, think about mom, everyone sees a picture of their mom. Nobody sees MOM, right? So we just mind thinks in pictures. Great. So now sit in a clear, relaxed, calm, um, you know, environment and build the, the image in your mind of the person you are desiring to become. Also a mental movie. I play mental movies in my head all the time, all the time. Like this event I'm doing in January, which we're not going to get into details, but the event, the guest speakers, mm-hmm. the staging, the the amount of money we're gonna you know raise for a certain charity like I it's already happened. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds crazy to people because they're like, this guy's literally trying to tell me like uh, the, the future. The, already these happened. people understand okay. it. Don't worry. Because a lot of people are, all, yeah. are like, man, this Alex guy, bro. Like, no, no. You, this is the this is the type okay. of stuff we want. But yeah. that's that's how it happens, though. Okay. So I think burning you know an image of you know your your desired you know health and fitness, yeah. your bank account. But this mental movie is super powerful. You know, when I'm coaching people in our company, right, they have a goal to get to, you know, 10000 a month by our next big convention in Dubai in October, yeah. right? I tell I'm, I'm going to go do this in an hour. Visualize yourself walking on the stage. What, wh- Lily, what suit are you wearing? Mm-hmm. What brand shoes are on your feet? What's your hairstyle? I want you to look into the audience and see everyone waving your country's flag. Mm. chanting your name and i want you to literally hear the mc saying please welcome to the stage you know jake you know what i'm saying so like what happens is is we we think about these things and what happens is when we really think about it enough we get emotionally involved with it Mm -hmm. i know it sounds not to you but to a lot of people it may sound kind of crazy but every time i take off on a plane and i've been flying private um, more frequently now because I'm in Vegas and my CEO has yeah. got a couple of jets, but Southwest airlines or my CEO's G450, when we take off, my eyes are shut. I am visualizing. I'm so happy and grateful. Now it's my family's plane mm. more. There's an M on the tail. This is, it says Morton. I'm in here with our top people. Like I, I, I feel I was doing this at 22 years old, flying on spirit to go do meetings in, you know, you know, farm cities in Ohio. And I'm literally visualizing one day, Gulfstream, 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 Mm. Gulfstream. And it's not here yet, but I'm telling, I'm telling you, man, it's done. I love that. Yeah, on, on planes, I I always pray before the plane takes off. I pray too. So maybe I'll add that right after the prayer. I pray too. I always pray and, and uh, I always just say, just God, just protect every person on this plane and let them be uh expanded in in the way that they serve others when we get off you know because i just you never know when the last opportunity is and i just know that uh it's so grateful but i i love that i honestly will be doing that right after i'll be visualizing that uh dude you just what you just shared let's we're gonna recap everything you just shared there so the, the visualization process i love it because you want to incorporate five senses 
your brain doesn't know the difference between the real world and inside if you Correct. incorporate all five senses. So when when Alex is saying, think about it, it's thinking in those senses. What can you smell? What can you feel, taste, touch? Um, I remember two, two and a half, three years ago when I was visualizing living on uh, oceanfront. This was my first place in California. Then I moved to oceanfront. I couldn't even imagine it, but I would like, f- like visualize myself walking out onto the, um, of whatever house and, and grabbing the rails, looking at the ocean and feel the cold rails and yeah. I would smell the ocean breeze. And, and it's, it's not normal at first. You feel weird. You won't be able to do that. Um, but then I got an oceanfront house. I couldn't even imagine that would be possible. Uh, another thing that, and I'm sure you can agree on this is when you visualize as much as possible is to do it first person, right? Like when you said to your people, when you see yourself walking out, like don't see it from like a bird's eye. Right. Put be yourself, in the moment. Put, be in the moment. So that's a key, key thing with visualization is, is and the quickest way that I, I, I like to get very applicable. That's why I ask these questions for you. But look at your hands, identify everything, all the hairs, and then close your eyes and see your hands and practice that. And then you could get better and better by doing other things. That's first person point yep. of view. So I love it. I just wanted to make sure because there's people here that want to do that. They want to take it to the next level. They they are successful already. They are already entrepreneurs, but they need to understand um, how to take it to the next level. And mm-hmm. you've learned from the best, and that's why I'm really extracting this. Right. And it's not just always business too. I'm. Uh, it could be relationship wise, like how you saw your woman, even though it wasn't exactly. What it was, it was, it was basically the essence of that. It could be family stuff. It could be financial. Everything. It's it's so good on that. Um, let, let's talk more about the Bob Proctor stuff. I mean, yeah. this is just, Bob Proctor is a legend. And he is an iconic man. And here you are going from him randomly complimenting you and inviting you out to personal mentorship and, and partnership in some sense, like just talk more about that. Like people want to really hear what was it like being so close to like Bob Proctor? Like yeah. It's, um, you know, we were talking in his last, you know, couple years and then months. And then we were literally texting when he was in the hospital. Um, we just, we started to discover different things. You know, one of his big, like his biggest story that he shares every time he talks was he was given think and grow rich. And we found out he was given the the book that he like it was falling apart and all this stuff. Yeah. He was given Think and Grow Rich on October twenty first, and October twenty first is my birthday. Are you serious? So there's just so many things where it's like you know God stuff, right? Mm. We both believe in God and have strong yeah. faith. Like it's like Bob and I was one hundred percent God. So like we broke wow. the whole thing down, right? You had Andrew Carnegie challenged napoleon hill to write think and grow rich go interview all of these you know mega mega multi-millionaires billionaires and create think and grow rich right and then napoleon hill got into uh got connected to earl nightingale somehow some way then earl nightingale is like the godfather of personal development Mm -hmm. right and then earl nightingale hires a young bob proctor at nightingale conab and Bob Proctor's like selling seminars for Earl. And then from the moment we met in 2011, we remained, we talked all the time and it was a mentor mentee relationship up until he took his last, you know, physical, physical breath. So, I mean, I've learned, I learned 
so much um, from Bob over the years. And now it's just such a, uh, it's such a gift to be able to carry, just carry it, carry mm. on this, uh, I don't want to call bloodline, but carry on this knowledge and information. Yeah. Just go help people. I mean, you get to a point, God willing, everybody listen to this, you're going to, you're going to get your car and you're going to get the house and you're going to do your trips and you're, you're going to wake up one morning, maybe in Italy, maybe somewhere else. And you're going to think to yourself, the number one thing that brings me joy and happiness outside of my, you know, wife, kids is positively impacting people. And when people who don't have a lot of money, they hear that they're like, man, it's easy for you to say yeah. BS, you got Rolls totally. Royce, you got a paddock watch, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, man, like I promise you, because there are so many disgustingly wealthy people. Tony Robbins talks about this. Billionaires are miserable mm -hmm. so it's not just the number in your bank account and i learned a lot of that from bob because he genuinely loved educating mm. and teaching and helping did he make millions on it of course he did rightfully so right yeah. Yeah. however he did it until you know his last day so mm. i could talk so many about so many principles, but that was, that, that's been the biggest mentor mentee, um, relationship, you know? And then we were planning on having our own event. I think he named it, um, mentor, the mentor in the millions or, you know, the millionaire and the mentor something. We were going to do this. You big guys were, you guys were having an event together. Yeah. We were, we had, um, looking at spaces in Vegas, actually. Really? Uh, Bellagio, Caesar. We were looking at co different venues. So it would have been you back, Me you and him, him back, back and, and forth. forth kind of like the passing of the torch. You know, 87 years old, right? How did that feel? Just even think yeah, about I, that. I, it's, it's one of the greatest joys I have is that whole Proctor, at Bob Alex relationship and it and it's still yeah. here. I can't sit with him physically, yeah. but I feel him. I just feel it, you know. Well, all he the time. he embodies um, Think and Grow Rich, and Think and Grow Rich talks about the origination of masterminds and and how you have the uh, what is it the the invisible mastermind or the invisible board of advisors, right? Like like uh, Napoleon Hill will talk about how he would be speaking with other these other great names, right? But it's all in his head, but that's. Like how you just said, you know, Bob's still with you. Oh my and gosh. What yeah. was your greatest memory? Like what was, uh, share us like this <sighs> an experience, unique. So like what was your best memory of Bob? Yeah. I mean, lots and lots of different memories. Um, but one really stands out. It's like a little funny, but there was a really good principle um, in it. So we're having one of our company conventions in Vegas mm -hmm. and really hectic, you know, weekend. So I always try to get you know, breakfast or dinner or lunch or 15 minutes in the hallway, something. Because he would fly in and fly out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I text him. I'm like, hey, you know, before this weekend gets too hectic, can I get a little bit of time? I had some questions. I don't know what I was going to ask him, but I just had some questions, right? Did, did you actually have questions or were you kind of, like, were you fascinated about his almost slippery status that you're like, I just need to, like, get in with him and just be around him? Or were you, like, just genuinely curious? Yeah, well, we were already friends at that point because i proved myself to okay. him because we met at 400 bucks a month and now in this moment this moment in time i was at forty thousand okay. bucks okay. a month so i was like i've earned my because he's big on results like that's yeah. his biggest one of his biggest things i could tell you like no matter what the conversation was he would always say something like by their fruits you shall know them you know what's their result 
like results were, you know, I think he said results aren't everything. They're the only thing a couple of times <laughs> on a couple of different, you know, interviews or yeah, whatever, yeah. right? But he texts me back and he says, breakfast period, you know, 8 a.m. period, Bellagio. I'm like, see you then. So I get in there um, early, like 10 minutes early, right? And I'm sitting there in like a hoodie and sweatpants because the event's mm -hmm. later that afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, I can see it now. I'm sitting there. <laughs> I look to my left. There's this big casino walkway. Who's walking down the, the, the path? 7.54 a.m. in a full suit and tie. Bob Proctor. <laughs> You know, and he's early 80s. And I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking, this guy, we used to have a joke, like, Bob sleeps in his suit. Like, you know, because yeah. he was always in his yeah. suit. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. So we, so here comes, like, the principle in the story, right? So we, we get there. We go to, like, the Bellagio Cafe, a little spot. The waiter comes out. I have my journal. And Bob's just looking at me. Sometimes he would just look at me. And I think back on it, I feel like he was just trying to get a read on my energy because mm -hmm. he had this thing where he could like shake somebody's hand and just uh, tell them about them very and mm -hmm. this is on youtube people can go watch what in seminars he'll walk around and stand up what's your name where are you from better to shake your hand and he'll say he'll start talking to you about your childhood and if i would sell you i would sell you this way and your personality's like this really that's, really that's cool. on youtube it is i'm gonna go find you can that. find it oh yeah wow you can find it um so the, the waiter comes out and he says, would you gentlemen want a menu? Do you, do you, do you know what you want to eat? Something yeah, like yeah. that. And me, you know, a normal situation, I'm like, yeah, I want a menu. Like, I want to see what you guys have for breakfast. Waiter walks away to get the menu. He looks at me. He said, you don't even know what you want for breakfast. How are you ever going to know what you want with your life? And then I didn't, it like, I didn't understand it at first. And then the waiter comes back and he turns to Bob and Bob said, I want two eggs over medium, one strip of bacon, one sausage and an iced tea. And the waiter said, well, sir, the order comes with, you know, you know, three eggs and four strips of bacon and two. Su and Bob said, sir, I want two eggs, one strip of bacon and one sausage. So the, 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 the principle was, and it's like breakfast, it sounds stupid, but knowing exactly what you want. Mm -hmm. And he said, you're trying to tell, talk to me about becoming a millionaire. He said, you have to look at a menu to decide what you want to eat for breakfast. Mm -hmm. He said, if you don't, if you can't decide, if you don't know what you want for breakfast, you're never going to know what you want for the rest of your life. And that hit me like, you know, 500 pound bricks. Man, right there in that moment, so you I'm felt like, it. I'm, I was just like, whoa, right? Because I'm like, okay, and it makes sense. Like, I need to know exactly, exactly what I want. So that was a great, you know, Man. memory and story, but there's, there's so many, well, I mean, one so more, many, so one many. More. We got, we got time here. People love this. Let's share one more because the reason why I ask this is like, I mean, he, he is a legend and I think of this and I'm putting myself in your shoes. I'm actually visualizing it and you're such a good storyteller. Like I'm literally seeing that. And I obviously we know what Bob looks like, but I mean, it's, I could imagine like, you know, one of my greatest mentors is Tony Robbins and there's a whole slew of things where it was just like all these perfectly aligned things of just how you saw with Bob and Earl Nightingale and you know Bob um what was the thing that lined up on your birthday he was given think and grow rich he was given think and grow rich so just cool stuff like yeah. that so I just I mean I could only imagine how that feels what what's like one more story or something that's just different that, yeah. that the people would love to hear something else profound 
I believe this was at the Matrix event. So this is when he said, come up, do an event for my wife in uh, Toronto. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, come spend a week with me. Because the, the, the thing that was interesting and odd was, I guess it's going to be two stories. We were in an, like an elite uh, meeting. So everybody that was making 10000 a month or more was in a room. Mm -hmm. and I remember he said, you know, Alex, stand up. And I stood up and he said, why or why slash how were you able to make a million? Because I was the fastest ever in company history to make a million bucks, right? Wow. And he said, why were you able to make a million bucks faster than anybody else in the history of this company? And I was standing there. I'm 23, 24. And I'm like, I don't even know what to say for some reason. And I said, well, I work really hard. And he said, are you the only hard worker in the company? Mm. I said, no. So that's not it. He was like really like pressing me in front of all these people. Yeah. He's a give me something else. And like for some reason I reverted to like, well, I was raised by two really great parents that taught me A, B, and C. And he said, You think you're the only person raised by good parents? And here I said, Well, no, he said he's and he was like, sit back down. So that kind of led to the idea of I couldn't articulate how I made a million dollars. Everything I said. He would refute it and say, well, that's what he did and he didn't make a million. So what, what, what's the difference? Mm. He wanted me to find, like, he wanted me to build my self-awareness to understand what happened to me. So he said, come to Toronto, spend a week with me and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to help you discover why were you, why you were able to do what it is you did. So then you can go teach other people. And that was like the week that I made the decision. I actually wrote it in my LinkedIn profile. This is going to be crazy too. Yeah, sure. Before I got into, you know, network marketing, I literally, I wrote this at like 20 when I got into real estate. I wrote like, like it was like your aspiration. I said, after I become a self-made multimillionaire, I want to be, I wrote motivational speaker. You yeah. know what I mean? I want to be a motivational speaker and inspire lots of people. And I think back to that, like, I can't. Like it, it's it's crazy. I wrote that when I was just trying to like flip little residential real estate, you know, commissions for you know five hundred bucks a pop. For some reason, I'm I'm thinking like multimillionaire, which that's not even like the cool part. But I'm like, you know, a, a speaker. Like, where did that even like come mm. from, right? Mm -hmm. So I went to Canada, and that's where I made the decision. Once he helped me realize what happened to me, that's when I said I'm gonna teach this stuff to as many people as I can for the mm. rest of my life. That that right there was when you that, fully that like aligned with his his yeah. his teachings and you're like, I'm gonna teach And that. ever since that moment I was just I've just been I mean I, I kid you not, I was I was listening to Bob on Bluetooth driving here. Like yeah. it's just one of those things, man. I don't you know. But I guess that I get that. I mean, that's a story there. Well, what was the what was the thing he came up? Or oh, that that's like that, that could be a five day seminar. Well, okay, let's keep it really really tight <laughs> tight on that. I'll what, keep it tight. What was the when one he the, asked that question? What one was of it? the biggest things was um, building a winning self image mm. to where you. It's such a burning desire of this attainment of this self image you have in your mind that anything in your physical life that doesn't align with where you're going, mm. you completely, you kill it. Bro. So he said, you just slashed all this noise and hyper-focused on this make a million before my 25th birthday. That, that's it. That, that literally, and we need to go a little further on that because 
like I mentioned, there's a lot of people, I feel this myself every day, the noise is consuming. And it's like, you have this opportunity, you're building it, but then this opportunity comes up in this shining object. And, and, and that's good. There's a lot of opportunity, but that's where people build these bridges half, you know, half full and right. you go nowhere instead of building the one, like you said, and now you have the one, the one thing, the one thing. So what you just shared there, and I, I, I that's the first time I've heard of it where it's having a, a, a winning self image that is so crystal clear that it actually burns the rest. But the self image is what does that. Talk to me on that. What, what did he, what did you guys, how do you teach that? How, well, like, that's what he told me I, I did. And that, that was one of the things. So I guess the way we teach it now, um, this thing I developed, I developed this thing. I put it on a PowerPoint a couple years ago. It was this idea of desires versus your distractions. Like every day we wake up and we can either choose to, you know, go with and chase our desires uh-huh. or let distractions win. So it's like this idea, like I love sports. So I, I'm, it's like a football game and one of the teams is your desires. Yeah. One's the distractions. And every day, you know, I'm the coach or you're the star player and we're going to, we choose. So what, so what do you do? Do you write down all your desires versus yeah, distractions? Yeah. The, the goals and the desires of, of our heart and then the things that are, knocking us off course. I'm going to go do that right now. I mean, I I tell these people, I'm like, listen, what, what, what could possibly stop you Mm. from achieving the goal you set for December 31st, 2022? Is it too much Netflix? Is it too much video games? Is it, uh, you're drinking five nights a week? You know, what, what are, what is holding you back? Because and I tell people, like people say they hit me on, Oh, Alex is just, he's too intense. There's no balance. He's just you look at his YouTube videos from 2012. He was screaming in the camera. It's, it's too intense. But I tell people, it's not your whole life. It's for a season of your yeah. life. On everyone, unless they got rich, wealthy mommy and daddies, at some point, us men or a woman, right? You you have to commit wholeheartedly on your objective. Yeah. And it's going to take some sacrifice. Like I remember... I was in Mother's. I was in Nigeria on Mother's Day before. I was in Warsaw, Poland on my dad's birthday before. But now, guess what? At 32, I just I I, I went to dinner with my mom last night. I just hung out with my 88 year old grandma. Like now, I can do whatever the hell I want. So I tell mm, people, yeah. either sacrifice now for a amen, man. much better tomorrow, or do what follow the masses and keep getting um, in trouble. Dude, that's freaking. Amen to that. It's it's like you could be pushed and pulled and do things mediocre and then you're going to have so much regret down the road. You're going to look at the people that can choose what they want, when they want, where they want. And, and you know, people justify that too. They try to say, well, you know, I'm happy in this way or that way. But when you have to start to justify and I see this for, you know what, uh, somewhat successful people. And if you're making more than six figures in any business, you're already above the... Um, the, the, the threshold they say for being sustainably happy with the amount of money you're making. Anything more than that is, is depending on how you want to adjust that. But that's, that's it right there. And the, the, the winning self image and the, the desires versus distractions, like that's the money thing. And, and that basically it's another way of rewording it with, uh, the not to do list, right. right? It's, it's, good to make a, a to-do list or whatnot, but you'll be to doing those things for the rest of your life. 
But when you have a not to do list and the things of, like you said, the distractions and you write those out and you start taking out one at a time, that's actually more powerful uh, most cases because it's easier or more. Actually, it's more uh, it's more progressive and creates more momentum when you take away those distractions. Right. And one of those will be better than doing 10 to do's of something else. Right. So, so that would that man, that's just that's every so level, valuable. every level. There's a new double. Mm. I, I don't know if that was in Napoleon Hill outwitting the devil. I've heard that by different people, but for every next level of your life, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna have to conquer and overcome new problems, new, new challenges, challenges, new problems, devils. new headaches. Yeah, man. Once the money, I'm sure, and you could sp- actually please speak on this because you are very financially like successful. Like, and you're only gonna grow more and more on that. But the money problems technically aren't there anymore. But what have been some new problems you face? Because I want you to paint the picture of, you know, people think once they make that money that they don't have to worry about, there's gonna, they're going to be good or there won't be as many problems. But what have you personally experienced or yeah, realized? It's not, it, 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 it calmed down, but I, I feel like when I first started making like, because back in the day, they would publish all the income. So like there's all those old articles, the like Alex Morton achieves 40000 a month. And then I think it got up to like 90000 a month publicly. Mm-hmm. And you know, people just hit you up for different things. A lot of it was like different mm. opportunities and investments and stuff. Um, I've been pretty, um, I guess, blessed with, you know, not having like crazy nagging people close to me, um, just like on me all the time. Like some of my closest friends, like they've really never asked me um, for money, which is amazing. But a lot of my close, close friends, I, I you know, they, they knew me when I was eating ramen noodles at Arizona State, eating Taco Bell, ste- ordering a, a water cup and stealing iced tea to save two dollars. Mm. But this whole idea of just make a ton of money and all your issues are going to challenge are going to go away, I mean, it's just not. It's not true. Yeah. Um, you, you can hire more people to help you and, yeah, and, yeah. and outsource things. But I just want to say this, just so I hit on it. You know, recently, I guess in the last maybe twenty-four months, the idea of happiness. And some people talk about it, you know, Gary Vee talks about being happy and stuff, but like, I never really got into that. Mm -hmm. For the last two years, you know, I've been breaking down a lot of these philosophies and core beliefs and just studying just lots of different great people in different sectors. And I'm under the impression now where like, a lot of the things we do as humans, whether it's to strive for money or this car or this, you know, wife or trips, it really does, at the end of the whole road, it points to us being happy Mm. and i don't know i just i found that fascinating because i never i never even thought about the word happy like my first you know five years in in as an entrepreneur six seven eight years i guess like when COVID happened to now i've just been like thinking about all the things and decisions that i make in my life just be happy Mm. like the jet the it's like you know you get the jet okay you got the jet but what's the jet the jet makes you feel I'm happy. Right. If you have a loving, amazing marriage, you're it's happy. Me going from I was 206, today I was one um today I was 197. So my goal, I'm so happy and grateful now to be 180 pounds under under 12% body fat by December 31st, nice. 2022. Yeah. But I'm gonna be healthy and fit and have abs, but what's it made me happy. Yeah. So I feel like at the end of everything, man, like I think what we're after is humanity. Is being happy. Oh, I just wanted to say that because, you know, we get on social media and we just see so much like just stuff. 
you know, like chasing this and chasing that and doing this and the chains and the jewel, all this crazy stuff. But it's like at the end of all that, I feel like me and you like being fulfilled with our lives is when we're in our 50s and 60s, we're doing what we love, family and whatnot, mm -hmm. and we're genuinely happy. Genuinely. And, and dude, like you, you have all the nice stuff. Like, and that's the cool thing about you is you have all the nice stuff, but you truly are happy and you don't let that d dictate who you are. Right. Maybe in your past, because you, you speak openly about this, maybe in the past that was everything and that's what was, you know, your identity wrapped in. But like, you can be successful, have a jet, you can have the nice shoes and clothes and stuff. But like, even if we didn't have that, we'd still be the same. Right. You know, we, right. we all lived and Tony talks about this is we all live in an emotional state. Mm -hmm. And every single day, what our state is, is our being. You could be a billionaire, but if you're out of shape, miserable, and regretful, you're not a billionaire. You're miserable, out of shape, and regretful because the money only solves money problems. Right. So it's so good. You touched up on that. And I'm also glad that you touched up on the, the happy marriage. Yeah. Tell me about that, man. How it's, is it? It's the best thing I've ever done. I mean, it's just, you know, I never thought... I was the guy that's like, you know, marriage, whatever, it's old school, you know, 54% end in divorce. And then, I, you know, my dad always said, one day you're going to meet the one. And I didn't really believe in the one, but no. he's like, one day you're going to meet the one. And I'm telling you, Alex, that's, gonna, it, it, that's that. Um, and it happened. You know, we're going on two years in August. Two you years know, married. Yep. My best friend. Mm -hmm. We went through COVID together. Um it's just the best. And she's made me a better person slash, you know, a better man in every area um, of my life. So they say like, if you want to, I don't know what the word is, but I got to give her a lot of credit because I mean, the truth is, is when we met between then and now, you know, our, cause it's not my net worth. It's our, our net worth mm -hmm. has like, I mean, at least quadrupled. Right, almost five times. Is she an entrepreneur as well, or is yeah, she, she's yeah. a business a business lawyer. Wow. Um, and then she does a lot of international real estate, different and it, things. It, Luna, right? Luna, yeah. yeah. Very private, so we won't go into like her yeah. stuff. Yeah, but yeah, no, no, no. She's um, she's brilliant, man. She's brilliant. She helps me. She also keeps me grounded. Yeah, you know, because so? again, it's good to have you know, because when you're, she goes to all these events with me, and, and we were just in Guadalajara, Mexico. She didn't come on that one, but you know. 4,000 people like screaming your name and yeah, and everyone's trying to, wants to take a selfie with you. Mm -hmm. You know, that does something to you. And, and I've been experiencing that now for a long time. So for me, it's not as crazy as some of the newer guys, but it's always good to have that rock that always keeps it real with you. You know, because mm. sometimes if you're the richest guy at every dinner table you're at, it's like, you know, you're not growing anymore, mm. right? So she always reminds me like there's always, and not even money, just there's always another... There's always another place. There's always another level um, you can go to. And she's really just made me realize what's like really, truly important. Like it's, it sounds crazy for people that don't, haven't experienced this. Right. I have like more joy sitting on a whatever, normal couch with her watching like a Netflix movie, yeah. eating like Uber Eats than the time I walked into the Dior store in Miami and spent $12,000. Like it, that's like zero and that's like a hundred on the happiness. Just like level. the presence. It's crazy, you know? I, I asked that about her with if she's an entrepreneur or not because, you know, um, Emily and I, both entrepreneurs, yeah. alphas in our own sense, you yeah. know, and, and 
for there's a lot of people that are like you that are entrepreneurs successful and maybe they're their significant other or vice versa if it's a woman listening to this um you know they're an alpha and their their husband is like kind of like on the back burner yeah a great relationship but it's a unique thing when you guys are both very very successful building things building stuff together what what have you found just maybe someone that's feeling this where there's kind of like tension or stress yeah. or like because of that like what have you found that is your guys's keys to, to keeping that sane or communication yeah, i'll like keep what? it super simple i think it's insanely important that the husband and wife or husband and husband whatever's going on right you're on the same page of where you want to go as a unit mm. because with that comes certain sacrifices with that comes certain disciplines um as long as you're on the same page of where you want to go as a family I feel like whether, you know, it's entrepreneur and then the stay-at-home mom or it's Sarah Blakely, billionaire businesswoman and a guy that works a nine-to-five job, I think mm -hmm. it all can coexist and work, but you got to be on the same page of where um, where you want to go. Like she knows my dreams. Mm -hmm. She supports me a million percent. I know all the things she wants to accomplish and I support her. A million percent like people always say oh it needs to be a 50 50 in the marriage but my philosophy is like dude it's got to be i think it's got to be 100 100 like bro just go all yes. in and everything and yeah. we're not perfect nobody's perfect yeah. but but i do see in the space i'm in sometimes like i get that question a lot like I, i'll go speak and then i'll do q a and honestly man nine out of ten times every q a i do like an open mic thing somebody whether it's male or female it's like, what do you do when your partner thinks what you're doing is stupid or says you work too much? Mm -hmm. And that's tough because it's like, that's a crappy situation. Mm -hmm. But if you're not, if people aren't in alignment, that's a big thing. Like, I don't know. To me, it would be a deal breaker if someone's like, you know, I don't want you to do all those things. Right. I want you to just stay in this place. Like, I'm like, well, that's that I need to go do what I need to need to go do. Right? Like Bob Proctor said, if I'm going to be free, I've got to be me. Mm. Not the me you want me to be or she wants me to be. I need to be me. Because if I'm not happy and fulfilled with who Alex Morton is, how can I make her or my mom, how can I make another person wow. happy and fulfilled, dude? It's not even possible. So good. So you said that you need to both understand each other's vision. What do you actually have to do? How does that work when someone says, okay, I understand I think that talk about it like we talk like this house we're like you know where do we want to live where do we want to own property how do we want to raise like we like now we're talking we don't we don't have kids yet but we're talking about like you know religion and stuff we both came mm -hmm. from different faith and that's our own thing but like these are important conversations yeah. to have right to make sure again it's about being on that same page you don't have to agree on everything but you got to agree on the big things like we both have this idea of owning real estate all over the world. We both have this idea of com flying commercial sucks. They lost our bags in Barcelona for three days. Like it's just a pain in that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're going we're gonna to grind and hustle until we can buy a friggin' plane. Yeah. We're on the same page, right? So I think, again, the little things maybe, you know, oh, you know, Trump, Obama, all that crap's like, okay, you can disagree and stuff like that. But on the major, like important deciding factors on 
where you're going as a as a as a married couple slash you know children basic values and principles i think those need to be in alignment because if not i feel like there's going to be some big yeah challenges absolutely in your relationship you know you're two years married how long have you guys known each other beforehand we met in 18 for the first time and then she blew me off for like a year (laughs) it'll be three years as a at least Boyfriend, girlfriend, slash engaged, slash married. It'll be three years, October 25th. Okay. So there you go. So three years. Um, there's got to be some learning lessons mm-hmm. as a man. So if we have a man listening right now, especially, you know, a lot of men are, even though women, if you're listening to this, make sure your man hears this. Turn the volume up if you have to. Um, what was like, let's just say three very specific learning lessons or things that you just had to overcome change um you know you realized yeah. i mean personally i don't know i guess she i'm a libra right so i guess this is a part of my like horoscope thing but like i i, I keep things in too much instead of just mm. getting it out so i've done a better job of like speaking my mind like if something's bothering me just say it you know thankfully she doesn't really bother me but if there's any if there's ever anything um you know just say it right away instead of just harboring it and letting it like, you know, fester into something that's a really not good situation. Big time open and just being very honest. Um, And I've always been honest, but you know, my past prior to her, you know, I was, I I might've been 28, 29, but I was like a little boy, Mm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was doing immature things. um, Just didn't really regard other people's feelings too much, too much at the time. And I, and I learned from all of that, you know, like I fell on my face so many times and with her, it's just like, I feel like I've built this person now where I know exactly what not to do. And I've had great examples of, you know, just, 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 just happy married people and going the extra mile. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've applied like my business mentality to um my marriage you know not just with gifts and oh like jewelry and flowers and stuff just just being there just trying to Mm -hmm. be like the best version of myself i can be um for her so it's definitely you know learning like you know learning lessons overcoming different you know challenges now it's smooth sailing but the first you know year there was obviously some stuff we had to you know get through like everybody else but um you know i just think being just super open, super honest, like massively, massively loyal. Like I'm, I'm crazy with it. You know, like yeah. I do all these events, like, and like if a, if a guy wants a picture with me, he can put his arm, like lean on me, like with, with girls, dude, I'm standing like three feet to Bro, the left or right. That's... I just don't give a damn. Like I literally, I take it so, and people watching this, like some of my closer friends, I've never really talked about a lot of this publicly, but like I take it so serious. Wow. Like with her, I just take it so serious. I'm just not, I'm not playing with that like i don't care that is the top priority and and that's that if people don't you know that's just the way i am and i think by doing that it's 100 bulletproof and you're so conscious about this and it's it's probably not and i've dude i've seen i've felt this that's why we're gonna ping on this it's probably not because you know your your wife told you hey I don't like when you do that. Not and, at all. But it's because you are thinking ahead 
thinking, what would she think if she saw a photo of a woman around me, even though it's at a business and even it's completely casual, like that right there is game changer. And it's so cool you do that. Yep. And that's just one little thing. I just don't, I just don't play with it at all. I just don't because I, I feel like, like worst case scenarios, like I guess the worst case scenario would be like being massively depressed. I could lose every dollar. But if I was still, if we were still rocking mm. strong together, did we build it all back? She speaks freaking eight languages. She's, she's smarter <laughs> than every guy I work with. You know what I mean? Like wow. we'd be completely fine. But yeah. if something happened with her and I, dude, it'd be devastating, you know? So I just don't, like I treat that way more serious than <laughs> a company that did, you know, we did 498 million last year. I put that way over it. It's just the way it is. Wow. That's yeah. so good. So I, this is the first one was not keeping things in yeah and that's men and I, i'm listening right now actually as we speak to uh, uh men are from mars women from venus dr john gray yeah and very very applicable but like men keep things in they're very uh energy efficient they only want to say things that are bringing solutions women they need to share and speak but the problem is is that like you said it it, it harbors it lingers and then you have an outburst or she thinks that you are, uh, not, you don't like her anymore. Um, we got a little guest here coming in, a little Hugo. You're going to come join us? Hey, buddy. There you go. So, so being able to be more expressive, even if it doesn't feel like normal, that's right. really, really good on that. What would be like another specific thing like that that's just, um, that's been very, very helpful that that's also tactical someone can use at home yeah everything i think going through the mental thought process every single decision i make and action i take whether i'm in the same room as her or i'm in, it's okay i'm in an event you know in bar whatever ten thousand people in an event yeah everything i do i think about i just think about us like it sounds it can sound what i just think about like is this what is this respectful would i appreciate this would she appreciate this you know what i mean i just i just run through and it's not a conscious thing i don't have to think about it. it's on like the four levels of learning i am unconsciously competent yeah yeah on i love it how to be be as a as a husband it doesn't mean i'm a perfect husband but i am unconsciously competent on the things that don't align with you know my morals and values as a as a married man Wow. Regardless of who I was in my past single single little boy phase with her, it's just I play no games, and that's just that's just the way it is. You guys are like team we, like everything is like what because what is this it? world. I mean, the divorce rate increases every year. Celebrities, you know, the the Johnny Depp thing. There was another um, big billionaire in Silicon Valley just got caught cheating after forty years of marriage. Like, I'm just not going to put time, energy, effort, resources, mental health into something. It just to, you know, screw it up. And like I said, for my my priorities have always been God and my faith, right? God, family, success. And then I teach on, you know, for seasons of your life, sometimes you got to go God, success, family, because success is for your family, right? Mm. But with me at 32, like, that is the most, like, sacred thing, um, and when that's right, everything else goes right. Like I said, our, our the net worth is five x. Yeah, you know, I owned no real estate, which breaks when so I many, met her. Mo- so many people's paradigms right now. Right, zero. I had zero. We had zero real estate. Now we own, you know, over eight figures in real estate. 
you know, lots and land in Tulum, Marbella. I mean, we're buying stuff in Turkey. It doesn't even matter. The point is, is like with the right woman, I guess, slash or man, right? Yeah. Everything will multiply. I believe that, man. I know. And it's hard because a lot of people have gone through bad yeah. relationships and divorces and it's all good and it's all fine. I'm just saying when it's right, I really believe it is the greatest multiplier for all this stuff. And again, like we talked about it, it points back towards being happy. Yeah, I could tell you. You're like you're just lit up like yeah, a I'm like glowing tree. all the time because it's just it's fun talking about good. your significant other like that though. Yeah, like that's that's enjoyable. It's you should be like that. Like I I get like that too. And sometimes I feel like it's like, am I being too much because I talk about her and I like to like to. It's not to brag or to boast, but it's you're 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 proud of her. You're you're grateful for her, and I could tell everything yeah. that you just shared is is you embody it. But, you know, people listening, they just take that, like, don't hold men, don't hold that stuff in. Like, that's so, right. so powerful. Be cognizant, unconsciously competent on what you're doing that can maybe make her feel since emo- women are very emotional. They're, they make decisions emotionally day by day. That's one of the things I've learned about women is they could say they want to do one thing one day. Then they, they're like, okay, let's do it. Yes. And then tomorrow comes by and they're like, no, I don't want to go there or do that. I was like, you just told me, but day by day, they make different emotional decisions. And, um, you got to think about uh, ahead of time. What are you doing? Are like those photos, like the messaging, the comments, like I'm so cognizant now on social media of posts I'm liking and not liking. First of all, I don't follow any, like, like if you're following, if you're in a relate, a significant relationship and you're following models and people that are not like close friends and even then it's kind they're of like, naked every day. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't done that for like, I that's, mean, that was that's like one of the issue. first things it was like three years ago. Like we're not, cause again, like once I really got to the point where like, you know, Oh my God, like I'm going to like, I think I'm going to, I'm going to propose to this girl. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm like, Holy shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to make yeah. sure like I'm freaking you know, and it's not, and it's not, again, it's, I don't even have to think about it. Like, I just don't. Yeah. That's, that's how you know she was the one as well, right? For it's sure. Just, like, if you're natural. sitting there like having to like, oh my God, I, I got to unfollow girls and not, maybe, maybe, maybe this girl's not the one, man, which is yeah. also okay. You know, like, I, I just really believe like when it's the right one, every, everything's just so, it's just like, I don't know, easy, free flowing, seamless. Like, yeah, we get into like little things like every other human being, but it just feels right. Yeah. Like feeling is the secret, right? Think mm. you're rich. Feeling is the secret. So I tell people like, what is your gut slash God instinct telling you about this person, this investment, this significant other, you know, if people could tap into that, tune into that more, help them make better decisions. It's great to hear that. Especially just knowing originally you were like, totally different human right and people could be like well you know i don't know what the one is or whatnot but you're the example because you didn't think you would ever find the one you didn't think you'd want to be in a marriage and here you are talking And i want to make i want to make this is and this is another driving factor i want to make it cool Mm. to be multi-multi-millionaire crazy awesome fun lifestyle and also be a loving loyal husband and then you know oh amen to that father amen brother you know like that's what i'm doing i'm gonna keep doing it people oh well, you'll be married for two years i'm like all right watch this in 15 yeah. years then man I'll, I'll be right there next by right by your side on that i completely agree make it cool make it a lifestyle make it 
behind closed doors, you guys are still giggling and laughing, and it's not just a facade. Right. Like, so much of that nowadays. Right. Man. Yeah. Dude, Rob Deerdick, um, friend and also a mentor, too. He's given me a lot of great advice. Um, Rob's, a, Rob's an He icon. does so much stuff, and then, like, but like every day, like, he'll... He'll like send his uh, his wife a uh, like like a love quote, like little things like that, you know. Yeah. I'm like, damn, like this guy does so much, and he still puts. That's why I'm like, when people say, "Oh, you can't do both," I'm like, I might like, do. Look, Rob's worth five hundred million, and nothing comes before his wife and kids. Yeah, you know, people just say crazy stuff. And again, we create, like we can create our own reality. So the reality I've created, the reality that we're gonna create together. Is just exactly what it is we want. And no one has to believe it except for us. That's the way it works. It's the way it works. That's so good. We're about to, we're going long here and I got a few more questions, but I do want to add this one thing. So as I'm reading, because I know this is going to help someone, as I'm reading Mars, uh, men are for Mars, women are for Venus, what you said about those, those, those love cards. So this is the perception that men have is men, when, when they play a game with, with women or your woman, um, there's, there's points on the board, right? And men think that certain things they do has a variable of being like, if they do like a, a three point shot, it's going to be worth three points where, but if they do something like a full court shot, it's gonna be worth 10 points. One action, they think it could be multiple points. That's why men are, uh, they want to go and get the the car or take them on the dream place or do something big for women, but they often, they don't do the small things. The problem with that though, and I learned this from Dr. John Gray, is women see every single thing you're doing, no matter if it's you taking them on a trip to the Maldives or you give them that card each morning as one point. Wow. So yeah, women, I mean, I women don't count it as like bigger amounts of points. That's why touch points and multiple reassurances like a card every day or roses or the small things because us men we think the bigger the better it doesn't matter for a woman and so just that 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 today i listened to that changed it. i was like oh my gosh it makes sense i've been thinking about building this big business and allowing for so much freedom with with emily and i to even greater extent and but it's been making me miss out on the small things and just those cards that Rob sends every day is just a nice reminder of like one point, one point. Right? It's yeah, a small little stuff. Yeah. Do not, do not underestimate the small things for, for your woman. Um, because that's, uh, isn't that wild how that works? How you describe it is that? Wild. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, but it does make sense at the same time. Yeah. We got our little guests over here, by the way. I know we've been going a little long, haven't we? I, I got a few questions here as we wrap up here. And then obviously I want you to talk about your book coming out. Um, the, the, the show is called the strategic life podcast. How would you describe creating strategic life? Like what does that, we good on that by the way? Yeah, we're running? good. It's yeah. crazy. Hour 40. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. We've been just vibing here. Um, I, I like to hear like what, when you hear the words creating your strategic life, like a strategic life. What does that mean to you? I think it means planning, planning it out. Like they say, proper planning prevents poor execution. So planning out exactly what you want your life to look like on a day-to-day -day basis. Obviously, you're going to set daily, weekly, monthly, mm -hmm. yearly goals. But I think when I hear strategic strategy, I think about sports, making the game plan, mm -hmm. making the game plan. Making sure it's the right game plan, 
and then following through, which means executing the game plan. And that's how you win the game. That's what I would say. I mean, I know that's yeah. very simple, but like, again, I like, I, I think simple, they say you want to, you know, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. You know, if you can't teach a third grader how to do it, then don't teach it because most people can't even read it at a fourth grade level. Yeah. So strategic mean like, what is your strategy? What is your plan? And then execute it every day. And what people got to do is not get so, yes, have that compelling future. Yes, be excited for where it is you're going, but don't. Don't get so over there, you forget you forget to take care of today. Mm. Like the way I built, you know, with a lot of amazing people, you know, two billion in sales, right? It wasn't just this big lofty goal. It was, it was my daily method of operation, mm. DMO, mm-hmm. daily method of operation, every single day, executing the you know, prospecting, presenting, promoting every day, six days a week for 10 years. You know, I'm gonna leave here and go to speak to 35 people. Uh, in a living room, you know, most people that make one, one tenth of my income and I know them, mm-hmm. oh man, I ain't going nowhere for 30 people, 200 people in the room. I ain't showing up. Mm. That's the difference, right? Mm. Never let, never get so big. You forget to do the little things that got you big in the first place. Right. I'm not sure who said it. Somebody said, anybody can make six figures once. How many times can you do it? Mm. over and over and over and over, right? Jordan won six championships. You know, you can be on a team and win one NBA title. He went six for six. Wow. So like, I'm thinking like this championship mentality, and I think it plays into the strategic pot, you know, the strategic life because all of these people that achieve great things, they have strategy behind yeah. the things they do. Tom Brady says, Tom Brady's meals are counted down to the, Kernel of rice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, wait, say that one more time. Meaning, the man's the, I mean, he's by far now deemed the greatest NFL player mm-hmm. ever based on everything he's accomplished. And he's over here saying, you know, at, you know, season whatever he's in now, he's counting the, the, the rice in his meals to gain the winning edge against his opponent. I'm thinking like, if he can do that, yeah. Can, can we like, Follow a few simple things yeah, for our totally. strategy for our life. Oh my god, dude! And that's it's it's what I also call the strategic edge. It's yeah, w- getting that extra rice in or out. People sleep on that, but that's a strategic edge. I I wouldn't sleep on it if I was looking at Tom Brady. You know, with the amount of championships he has. Right. That's awesome, man. You have a book coming out soon. Yes. Yes. Final final touches right now. Final touches. Where is it? What what can people expect? Obviously, we're gonna share where they could find you and all that. But you know, why would someone want to grab this book? Sell sell us on it. Well, the first title was gonna be um, thirty million before thirty, but then because of like financial stuff, right. <laughs> you know, we we, we, we stripped that one. Um, it's definitely gonna teach people how to make money, but it's gonna teach people really like the non fluff, no BS guide that allowed me to get to where. I am today. And I'm going to go into a lot of the spiritual sides of success, the stuff that, you know, we don't hear a lot um, on social media, you know, or in these different events, you know, the stuff that I think really, truly makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So I'm going into, you know, the first book was Dorm Room to Millionaire. I wrote it like the day I found out I made my first million bucks. And between 20, 
14 and now a lot has happened. Mm. So I'm given like real raw tactical strategic ways yeah, to do certain things. It's the only way to do it nowadays. Yeah. But with also, you know, really good empowering, you know, stories and historical proof. You know, the person that helped me kind of craft this whole this whole book, I, I, I asked her to go find stories that match and mirror the lessons and principles because mm. there's so many skeptics. So I'm like, no, 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 Nelson Mandela. No, 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 no. Martin Luther King. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Albert Einstein. Oh, so all of this backs up all of this. So hold that. That is good right there. I like that strategic. So you had someone, you told this person to go and do research. You gave them the... the I wrote the whole book. So you, but you told them, say, Hey, here's this info of what I want you to find as an example. And you told them to go do some basic. Here are the principles that I wrote about that allowed me to earn X amount of money and help X amount of people, blah, 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 blah. Uh -huh. Do your best to find proof of these ideas, thoughts, beliefs. I love that. And we, and, and we she, did it, man. She found it. She oh, found yeah. great examples. And there's so, that, that, so, there's so, so much. Proof. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, stories sell. Facts tell, Facts tell story sell. Story sell. Yeah. So this is gonna be like a handbook. Yeah. The see, we're we're toying with the idea of the the title, but it's gonna be, you know, something along the lines of the secret to knowing it's already done. Like I've been mm. I've been using it's already done for my whole career. Mm -hmm. Like it's already done. You say your goal, and it's already done. Um, and it's really how to stay focused in a noisy world filled with distraction. I mean, it has never been noisier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even yesterday with the, you know, the court ruling, I mean, there's just so much out there. And like I say all the time, man, it's tough to be a startup entrepreneur, 22 year old kid. I think it's tougher. You know, for me, I didn't have so much, I had Facebook and Instagram, but it wasn't so much. Right. The political stuff wasn't so it's crazy. So like Obama now. just got in, people were happy. You know, we weren't in doing, now it's just like COVID and it's just a lot. And yeah. if people can't stay focused, you could be the smartest, brightest, best looking man or woman in the world. If you're not focused, you're not getting there. Dude, every single person needs to get this book. I mean, even just the content you shared on here, the 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 winning self-image still stays with me on what you said. But that's it, it's so crystal clear that it burns all the noise. And that I love that visualization, yep. man. Yep. So this book's going to help with that. Yeah. Well, people are going to be finding you on when you when you share it. Obviously, I'll be promoting it. Once you get, I want to read it. I'm going to be applying it. I want to see the stories you use as an yeah. example. I love that. I always love finding historical stories. So it actually connects the dots between people's thoughts of what they know and you're trying to teach them. Um, where can people find you, my friend? Instagram. What's the best way to Alex find you? Alex Morton Mindset. YouTube, Alex Morton Mindset. We got a new website being worked on right now. Okay. Um, we're taking a little bit of time. But really, we're all kind of just putting a lot of the efforts and energy. Because I have like my main business, right? That takes up 98% of my business time is that. And then my brand's like over here. We post every day and stuff like that. But, you know, Bob and I, we're going to do this event together. And because now we physically can't do it. I, I took it upon myself to do it anyway um, and kind of launch my own personal You're going to have your own personal li live events. Yes. In uh, January 20th weekend. Haven't announced the location yet, but the first one's going to be in uh, the U.S. And I'm going to have some uh, special, some of my special friends. In 2023. January 2023.
January 20th weekend, uh, 2023, um, in a warm weather city. Okay. And uh, I'm bringing some of my very uh, well-known and wealthy and wise friends to give value as well. And, you know, we're going to teach people how to break the code. I love it. On everything. You better be, I'm going to be there. I, yeah, dude, let's I, go. I'm, I'm in, like, live event, like learn from you and all the other people like yeah without a doubt and and people listening better stay tuned on this because it's gonna be cool and it's gonna be really cool god the amount of knowledge and wisdom and and also the people to network with oh yeah big time i'm pumped for that man Big time, dude it's been such an honor that's hugo like knew he was missing out over here (laughs) it's been such an honor i appreciate taking all your time here we have gone way longer than I thought, but I just hour know. and fifty. I think this is the longest podcast I've done, which is a, which it flew by. So obviously, you're really good at uh, you know asking the right questions too. Thank you. We had we had a couple stops uh, with the cameras, <laughs> a little wonky, you know, turning off randomly, but we made it happen. I just got to say, uh, you're always going to be forever known as the very first guest interview on Let's the Strategic go. Life podcast. Um, people are going to be finding you. They're going to be very, very excited to hear this. There's going to be so much snippets. I just got to honor you, my friend, like the knowledge, the wisdom, the, the humility of what you've brought. It's like, I don't know who Alex before was, and I know everyone has their own progression, but to see who you are, I couldn't even imagine. I appreciate it. Like that. And I really, really do respect the way you look at your, your wife. It's, truly admirable i love the way you described on it we could probably talk for hours about the way that you just feel about her and all that and i know a lot of men really need that nowadays i try my my best to embody that and to live by that as well with my significant other but uh you are you're walking the walk my friend so i appreciate it thank you so much for being on this show you're very welcome and uh we'll be at the live event let's go let's go let's go all right that's it make sure you guys follow Alex Morton on Instagram here. Make sure you follow his stories. Every day he's posting inspirational content, but even that you want to see when he's releasing the book and also get tickets to that live event. We'll keep you posted on that when I find out the details because I'll be there. Yeah, I mean, unless if there's literally some sort of crazy scheduling thing, I'll be there because I love live events, want to learn from him, want to meet the people. Um, So if this was something that resonated with you, there were some takeaways, you know, message us on social media, on Instagram, Alex Morton, Mindset, yep, yep. Uh, at Jay Cavron. Send us a message, leave a comment on our post when we, when we put this out here. And last thing is, share this with someone that you know that this could really resonate with. Share it with them, let them know that this would be one that's worth sitting down to, to play while they're on the treadmill, to have maybe those invisible enemies like Alex talked about, but instead it's uh, us speaking. So, till then, Thank you for listening. Go create your strategic life like how this man has. And we'll see you in the next episode.